Hi, we're Lisa and Angie, and you are listening to another episode of Pep Talks and Prosecco. If you are loving this podcast, we would be so grateful if you left us a rating and a review. You can also let us know that you're listening to us by taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing it on your socials. But remember to tag us. We are so happy that you're here. And now it's time to settle in with your favorite glass of bubbly and enjoy this week's pep talk. Cheers, Angie. Cheers to you, Lisa. Cheers, my friend. It is Sunday. Happy Sunday to you. Happy Sunday. Cheers. Mm. So good. So good. You would think that maybe going into four season four, that the Prosecco maybe we would get used to it, that we become acclimatized to the taste of it. But you know what? It just tastes just as special every single time. Every Sunday, it tastes so special because I mean, Prosecco, Pep Talks, Besties, and absolutely inspiring people like the guest we have on today. Like holy I mean, cannoli. How awesome was this chat with Jennifer Dubois? who is the owner and operator of Mayo Sawin Salon Spa in Regina. Wasn't she delightful? It was like sitting down. I honestly felt like I, I honestly felt like we were just sitting in our living room or her living room, just having a casual conversation. And like, we have never officially met her. That was our first like actual real interaction with her um of course we follow her social medias we know her story I mean um she's very well known uh within our community for sure and it was just it felt so natural but when you go and you listen back and I've listened to her interview you know a couple times now it's just you pointed it out and you pointed out in the interview around her um how grounded she is and it just comes through so loud and clear throughout this entire interview. And I know this is going to be one, Lisa, that, um, you know, people that are looking forward for professional growth or personal growth, or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe some peace of mind around parenting, (laughs) that there's going to be so many connections that people have when they listen to this episode. Yeah. You know, when I listened back to this interview, the one thing that really stood out to me the second time around was, when she talked about how her and her husband are equal partners and we talked about sharing that responsibility of being parents. And I just, I loved that. And we often talk in our, in this season about um, advice that we would give our daughters or other women, but man, she mentions she has a son as well. And we should be just this is good advice for all of our children, right? And and anyone, what she yeah. talks about in this interview. So good. So great. Yeah. Let's get so, to it. I think so. Fill up your glass, whatever brings you joy and comfort, or what Jennifer would say, happiness. Yes. Right. You want to have that happiness and enjoy this episode of Pep Talks and Prosecco. Cheers. Cheers. 
Hey, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today on our episode of Pep Talks and Prosecco. We are so excited to have you on the show. We've been following you and as the owner and operator of, and I hope I say this right, Jennifer, I've been practicing because you say it so beautifully, um, (laughs) Mayosawin Salon Spa. How did I do? (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) We're so happy to have you here. And so we hope that you um, could start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your journey to becoming a very successful Indigenous entrepreneur. All right. Yes. So um, I've been a a hairstylist for about 18 years now. and when I finished schooling, I worked in a salon for a few years. And uh, when I went on maternity leave with my son, that's when I decided I, want to go to, I wanted to go to university. And so being a business owner is something that I've always wanted to do, even when I was in hair school. So when I had my son, it gave me the opportunity to kind of redirect instead of always just working in a salon for somebody else. I wanted to focus on my education and get my degree in business. So that's when I went to university when he was little. And um, since I had my journeyman as a stylist, I was able to work from home as well. So I did both. So I worked from home, um, did my clients in the evening and I uh, went to school during the day and then had my son um, who was at the house through all of that as well and then my daughter as well so um, both my babies grew up around me doing hair at the house um, this office that we're in right now that you're seeing was a hair salon at one point a couple times actually um, so you know it's something that I've always wanted to do it took me a long time to get to that point to be able to I guess be feel confident enough to say I'm ready to be a business owner and to open the doors of a commercial space so uh, we achieved that in 2017 and I am a sole proprietor eventually I would like to incorporate but um, it's something that I've always appreciated doing was being a stylist so um, while I was going to university I worked behind the desk as well so I would Uh, My summer jobs consisted of working for like FCC or uh, WCB. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of different office jobs as well over the years. But any other office job that I had or any type of other job that I've had, I've always continued to do hair. It's something that I loved. It's my passion. And when I decided to go all in and start the business, um, I took a good year to really ponder about it and say, is this what I really want to do? I know I've talked about it over and over for years and years, and I really needed to just compose myself and think deeply about what I was getting myself into because I knew it was going to be a difficult task. And if it was something that myself and my family would be up for. Mm-hmm. And it took a good year, year and a half to really think about it. And then I said, yep, yeah, is it what I'm doing? Yeah. So it's a little bit about me. Um, as I mentioned, I have two children and a wonderful husband. We've been married for over 10 years. We've been together for 22 years total. So wow. 
Wow. Congratulations. I'm young. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit about myself. I love that. Jennifer, like along the way, I think you're being pretty modest right now. Uh, you've been recognized on several platforms, whether they be provincially, locally, internationally. And I think we just want to pull out a little bit of you sharing some of those experiences that you've had nominations um, that have been put forward for you, um, maybe some opportunities that you've pitched that have really helped you to experience the level of success um, that you have right now. So would you share a little bit more with us about that? Sure, I can. Um, My very first pitch, my business pitch was to um, CBC Boombox competition. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the judges was Brett Wilson. So he was the one who um, invested in the boombox competition at the time. This was in 2012. I was still in university and I, I convocated from the First Nations University. And while I was taking my classes, that's where I really developed the whole concept of my business. So Miosoin means beauty and Cree. So when I was going through university, all of my classes revolved around business plans that I could really mold and grow my business concept as it is today. So that was 10 years in the making going through university because I did go to university full time. It was uh, part time. It was full time right. sometimes uh, while my children were, were little, you know, I wanted to make sure I was still mom because <laughs> you need to do that for your children as well. Yes. Yep. Um, but Um, So I placed second in the boombox competition. And with that money, I created my salon space at home here in this. So when we bought our house in 2012, same year that I won the boom, placed second in the boombox competition, I uh, renovated this space here into a salon. So, and I had this salon, I officially started my home business in 2013 here in this space. And I worked from home quite a bit um, for quite a few years and then still continued to pursue my degree in in business administration. So um, when we opened the business, uh, I was awarded um, top uh, 40 under 40 through CBC as well. And uh, that was the first year we opened in business. Um, so that was that was an awesome award to receive. Yeah. Then we had the fire. <laughs> yes. So um, for the people who don't know much about me or about the business, um, we had our neighbors, um, Lang's Cafe had burnt down. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, we also experienced some fire damage that came in from that fire. And we had a lot of uh, smoke damage as well. So they had to completely gut our space. Um, We were out of work for 11 months. Um, So that was a very difficult time for me uh, emotionally and like just mentally exhausting to go through something like that after only being open for a year. Mm -hmm. So that was extremely challenging, not only for myself, but my family too, just, you know, there's like, there's nothing you can do, right? So you just have to work through it and take it day by day. Uh, And when we reopened, 
2019, I received an award uh, through Futurepreneur uh, Canada. And so that was a national award. It was, I could not believe that we won that award, uh, but it was the Grit Award. And, and that was because of the struggles that we endured with the fire and, and uh, being a new business and uh, reopening after, after that difficult phase in, in our business um, that had, we had struggled with. So, so that was, um, it, was a, it was bittersweet because COVID had hit mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, <laughs> this uh, the snowballs, right? Honestly, um, honestly. I joke about it now and laugh about it, but when I would talk about it then, it would just be tears <laughs> and I would be crying about, oh my God, how are we going to get through this? But um, we, we were planned to go to Toronto. They were, they were planning an event and we were supposed to go and receive the award there and have an, an evening to meet the other, um, the other uh, award winners as well. And uh, that, that, that didn't happen. So mm -hmm. they ended up sending it. I'm trying to look because if I have it. Oh, yeah. oh, it's a little dirty, I'm sorry. So this <laughs> is the... This is the award that we won. It has oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> Aww. So they sent us uh, um, a little prize package with some goodies in it. And um, so that was really nice to have that. I mean, it's a national award, which I was so blown away to receive that in the first place. And um, the last award that we won here most recently was the um, WESC. Uh, Indigenous Entrepreneur Award. This guy is heavy. Oh, that's gorgeous. Beautiful. So, yes. So this was um, such an honor to receive because it was a local award. And I think it has, you know, it says so much for the community of Regina to, to be supportive um, and recognize us and myself as an Indigenous entrepreneur and, and the struggles that we face as Indigenous people. Mm -hmm. trying to make it and grow a business um, in uh, Western society is it's difficult you know and there's a lot of uh, stigmas out there and barriers that we face that non-Indigenous um, individuals may not see that and, mm -hmm. and understand that Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's such an honor to receive an award like this because I know WESC is is really trying to help Indigenous entrepreneurs and, and get over those barriers because they understand that so it's really nice coming from that part of it so yeah so those are a couple of the awards that we've won <laughs> and yes I'm always very grateful to to receive the recognition um, it's nice to see that like even back when we had the fire and how much support we gained from the community because of that. And, you know, it's, it's, it was different to see that on the flip side, because I know how much I've worked on the business and how much I, I see so much potential in it, but it, I didn't realize how much it uh, resonated with people more than I thought it did. And I think that really helped me get over that difficult time to say, do we give up? Do we stop? Do I just, you know, continue to do it through my home instead of having a commercial space of staff? But 
uh, through those difficult times really showed me how important this business is, um, the structure that we have in place to, um, to be a staple in a place like Regina. So, mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, your ties to community just like resonate so with so much genuine authenticity when you speak even when you were talking about the WESC award and you know right before that you were sharing with us about um, the national award that you'd won and yes that was that was important and that was wonderful but when you spoke about that WESC award and then continued to talk about the importance um, you know that your business has for the community you just tied that all together um, really tells a lot to us about, you know, your beliefs and, and where, what keeps you grounded. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so, so, you know, that this season, season four pep talks and Prosecco um, is our theme is called unapologetically me. And, and Lisa and I really kind of wrestle with this concept of the fact that we're nearing the end of 2021, you know, we're embarking on 2022 and here we are, still having to have this freaking conversation about women having these pressures and expectations to conform to these, you know, ridiculous norms that society has put out there. And, you know, when I was doing, I was doing some scrolling on my social media a little bit before, um, earlier when we were, before we started doing this uh, interview here, and there was a quote that came up and I just want to share it with you because I think it ties in so nicely to this concept and then I really want to hear your take on this Jen and and kind of some of your experiences and and just some key messages that perhaps you would share with our community of you know yes there are challenges but you know how can we work through them and the successes as well so the quote was women are taught to be too many things that contradict each other so I've decided to just be strangely powerful and I was like, <laughs> I love that. that. Like, I love that. that awesome. but, but it just, I thought, okay, I'm going to use that as my segue for this question um, during our, during our talk with you. So I'm just super curious. What's, what's your take? Why are we still having this conversation? Why is it still happening right you know, now and this time? I, I really do feel as women, we are hard on ourselves. We're extremely hard on on ourselves and each other, right? Um, and I mean, I can only speak for for myself, um, of course, and uh, the the struggles that I've been through and and that experience that I've had for myself. When we when I started the business, I struggled with that concept of. I need to be home with my children. I need to raise them. But then the other side of me, that fire side of me was like, why do I need to do this? What, like, who's telling me that I'm, I'm forced to do this, um, that I have to stay home and take care of my children. And my husband was so supportive um, that it made it so much easier for me to, to go ahead and, and start the business. Um, our roles had to change mm. because I was taking my children to their, you know, their extracurricular activities. Um, I was going to all the parent teacher meetings and 
when you start a business, <laughs> things kind of change and <laughs> you're all of a sudden you can't make those. And I struggled internally with that because mm. I wanted to be there for my children. But at the same time, <clears throat> I knew that my husband had it under control. I knew that he was capable to do that. And why shouldn't he? Why shouldn't he be? Why do I have to question that? You know, we're, we're equal partners in this relationship and raising our children. So why shouldn't he be the one to help clean the house and um, take care of the children and take them to their events? And um, why, why should I even question that? So for me, it was a struggle that I was seeing what the norm is and what it should be. And I had to struggle with that internally. So I was very hard on myself. And I, I know a lot of women are, they struggle with that. And why do we talk about it still today? Probably because we're still feeling guilt in terms of, is, is that how we should be? Like, should we still be in that role of staying home and taking care of our children? I know my mom did, my mom stayed home and she raised us. Um, then there's nothing wrong with that. She was completely happy with being home and taking, raising her children. But for me, it was, I wanted to be independent. I wanted to make my own income. I wanted to be in charge of my own future. And I wanted an equal partner to share with that, not to tell me what I can and can't do. Because I don't know if it's just something in me when I was younger that somebody told me that I couldn't do it, I had to prove them wrong. <laughs> so, so for me, I think that's where I get a lot of my drive from is that, you know, those no is challenging those norms and, and even challenging myself when I'm doubting that. Um, I think that's, you know, what we should all be doing is, is really just staying true to yourself. And that's something that I've always tried to focus on um, is staying true to myself and, and really trying to reflect on where my happiness is. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, that's trying to find that balance between home life, being a mom and being a business owner and being good at it. Right. So yeah. Okay, I'm super curious. Have you ever implemented a goal and been successful only to have regression? Have you ever signed up for something and had the best intentions to follow through on it and it's still sitting in your inbox as a reminder of something that you haven't started? Have you ever made the decision to equate your worth and your value as measured by the size of your clothes or the number on a scale. Oh my goodness. More times than I wish to admit, actually. <laughs> I love that we have pulled together the fundamental five strategies that we've learned through our nutrition coaching and goal setting coaching certifications to build this amazing five-week course that is going to help our community use micro habit building, 
uh, build their knowledge around nutrition, goal setting, habit formation, and create a clear plan of action for their nutrition goals. It's all going to be packed into those five weeks. We had so much to teach everyone that we had to spread it out over five weeks. And it launches on October 27th. I think it might be fair to say that we're going to put the fun in fundamental. Oh, it is definitely fair to say that. So click on the link in our show notes to learn more about the Fundamental 5 launching October 27th. We can't wait to see you there. We've heard lots of, of women who are, you know, um, pursuing their passions or are in leadership roles or entrepreneurs. They often hear, you know, you're not doing enough or, or often you're too much, right? Because when we're, we're, we're business owners, we are, we have things that we need to ask for. And, you know, sometimes we are accused of being too much or too assertive. So when we think about that, and you've already given some really good advice when you talked about just being true to yourself, but I wonder, you mentioned you have a daughter. What advice would you give your daughter or other women or other girls when, when they're being told that they're too much or they're not enough or pursuing their dreams is maybe selfish? What advice would you give? Um, I think right now in like where I'm at mentally, I really focus on finding your happiness. Mm -hmm. and because I I struggled when I opened the business and we had the fire and Mm -hmm. I went through a mental state of um just doubting right and not feeling good enough and everybody goes through those feelings but um the way that I found a way to get out of it was to really be in the moment and figure try to figure out for myself what gives me happiness in this moment mm-hmm. I'm always going to have those goals and those uh, and that's what I tell my daughter you know she she struggles with anxiety which I never had when I was a child um, I was pretty free-spirited and kind of go with the flow type of child but my daughter is different than I was and mm-hmm. I, I struggle as a parent trying to help her get through those struggles that she's having because I, I have a hard time relating. I can relate now because I'm an adult and I have stresses all the time. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> that's what I talk to her about is being in the moment, um, especially when she's dealing with her anxiety is, you know, you can't control things that, you know, there's a certain amount of things that you can control and you need to focus on what's in your control everything outside of that you need to find a way to release it and let it go and that's something that I try to practice on the daily um I'm sure I'm sure you guys can relate as well Mm. um is you know and once you try to you know let all of that go when you start to think about what makes me happy you stop thinking about what other people think about you. You stop thinking about what other people want you to do and what you shouldn't do because you're focusing on your own happiness because that's what's in your control. The other stuff doesn't matter. And so those are the conversations that I have with my daughter. And that's the type of advice that I feel that I try to give to others now because 
um, when you're on social media and you're scrolling and I, you know, I have a lot of other salons and spas that I follow and I, you know, I like to take a look to see how they're doing, what they're doing differently, try to get ideas, but I try not to consume myself in social media because it can consume you to the point mm-hmm. where you belittle yourself and you think, that they're doing such a better job than you. Why can't I do that? Why can't I look like that? They look so happy. They look, you know, and here you just festered in, in that moment of not feeling good enough. So um, I try to have a balance with how much I'm on my social media. And um, for my daughter right now, I feel like she's too young. She's 11 she's too and she's been asking us can I have a Instagram page nope (laughs) not yet not yet because I feel like she needs to experience certain things to the point to be able to handle that type of mentality when she's on social media because it 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 can really bring individuals down if you're if you're not looking for the right things right so yeah, so that's the type of advice that I give. Um, I try to really just, like I mentioned before, you know, just staying true to yourself. And sometimes you have to write it down or journal it and really um, go back to it so that you can remind yourself, what, what am I doing? <laughs> What's my focus? <laughs> yeah. You've just helped uh, resonate loud and clear why we call it pep talks. and and Prosecco you have just delivered one of the most epic pep talks that is going to resonate so much Jennifer with our community Um, Lisa and I spent a lot of time with our community talking about and learning how to embed and understand habits and how habits are really essential to us living loving and leading our very best lives and so we are dying to know is there habits or maybe one habit in particular that you, when you look back on that you lean into frequently, maybe it's on the daily um, that really helps to contribute to the successes that you have in all of those areas that you defined as wanting to be good at? Yes, there's, well, the, yeah, there's a few. And I, you know what, I jump around here and there and I try different things. Um, But one thing that's been very consistent for me is I make time to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. For me, that's where I get to release a lot of my stress. And I've tried different types of workouts before. I used to do hot yoga a lot. I really liked that for a couple of years. Um, The past three years I've been, um, I've been lifting. So I've been going to this amazing gym. It's called Heavy Gym. It's here in Regina. It's just a small gym. Um, a personal trainer but it's just a really small group setting of people and I go twice a week maybe sometimes three times a week but even just that and having it scheduled really helps me feel more balanced and releases a lot of stress that I have and Mm -hmm. I feel so much better um, when I'm going through my day so I have to do it in the morning it has to be a morning thing And I've tried to go to other gyms before, uh, but I just don't have that motivation or that drive. And I said, well, I'll do it later. (laughs) 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 
but this is something that I, I have, it holds me accountable because I have a trainer, he puts me in and I just know I have to be there. So for me, that really helps me stay more balanced. Um, a couple things that I've just recently started doing is, um, uh, I have a, a planner, an actual book, not my calendar on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Just grinning from ear to ear right now. Yes. She's like, yes. <laughs> so I have a journal. I can show you guys because it's um, local as well. It was developed by Love it. Uh, her name is Candice Fizzle and she owns the Style Academy as well as the Salon Cheerscape in Regina. Um, so she's developed these, my life planner. Oh, beautiful. And I just started using it this year. Um, my staff and I had, a, a leadership training with, um, Candace and, uh, we started using these and there's a section where you can journal, uh, then there's calendars for each day. So I, I'm not consistent with it, but I do really like it because I can refer back to it and it keeps me on but it keeps me focused. So I do try to use it as much as I can. And sometimes I'll kind of like go back and <laughs> fill in like what last week was. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love that. <laughs> so I'm not that's real life. Yeah, <laughs> real life. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do really feel that having that really helps me stay focused. Um, and it keeps me off my phone because I. Uh, honestly I hate social media I I really like I have a personal page and I have a business page and then I have my Facebook my Instagram <laughs> you know I have <laughs> Snapchat I have Twitter I have um, LinkedIn like all everything right and I just get so exhausted trying to mm -hmm. keep up with everything yes so I rarely use my personal one every now and then I'll post pictures or whatever but um, or make a quick comment, uh, or share information, but I use my phone for everything for work. Uh, so my calendar in there as well, I use that. Um, but I try to, when I wake up in the morning and I know you guys have actually posted this on your page cause I've seen it <laughs> and I do this, I try not to touch my phone in the morning. And I do have it in our, in my bedroom, but that's more for emergencies. So I do put my phone on, um, do not disturb, um, except for if I'm getting a call from my son, cause he doesn't live with us right now. <laughs> so, um, I do have it in my room. I would actually prefer it outside my room, but I just haven't got to that point of being able to put it outside my room yet. So I'm working on that, <laughs> but, um, Goals. When I wake up in the morning, I used to check my phone right away, check my emails before I even got out of bed. And I had to stop doing that because I started getting to the point where I would wake up in a panic in the morning and I would be like, my heart would be racing for no reason. And I'd be checking my phone. Yeah. So once mm -hmm. I started leaving my phone and not touching it in the morning, I get up, out of, get out of bed and I go get ready for my day. And then I, and once I'm like awake and I've done things that I needed to do, then I go and I get my phone and I find that my stress levels have lowered like tremendously yes. by doing that one thing. Yes. <laughs> so, it's huge. So, yes, it is. And so I, 
I think so, like stuff like that. And I try to like get my husband to do stuff like that too. <laughs> on his phone and it drives me crazy. <laughs> that might be another episode we need to do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but you know, he's, he's on his own journey too. He's working mm-hmm. on other things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that, those little things, I think, really make a difference and once you start practicing them and you see the results then it's like hmm, what else can I do <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> we love that and Jennifer you are absolutely delightful and so grounded in who you are and what you believe in your values. It's just all so obvious. And we have all been, as Angie said, schooled in the pep doc department today. I would say you have just shared with us so many insightful little nuggets for us to think about. And we have just absolutely had a blast having a conversation with you today, but we're hoping that before we let you go, you will play a little hot seat with us. It's a fun little thing we like to do at the end of each episode where we like to wind things up before we wind things down. Okay. We have 10 questions for you that we hope you'll be able to answer in 60 seconds, but no pressure if you can. (laughs) And it's just a super fun way to end the show. So are you game? I'm game. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm going to get the questions back up on the screen here because I don't have them off by heart yet. I have my handy dandy timer. So you tell me when you're ready, Lisa. I am ready. Are you ready, Jen? Yes, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Go. Here we go. You are the happiest when a client books? Uh, Online. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Your favorite book? Oh, um, 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 what is it called? Uh, um, Trickster. Ooh. Essential habit that contributes to your success? Uh, sorry, say that again. An essential habit that contributes to your success. Oh, um, going to the gym. A bad habit you just can't break. Oh, uh, eating chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give your teenage self? Um, keep doing you. I love that. What do people often assume about you? But it's inaccurate. Um, I guess if you were to meet me on the street, I may come off as looking mean, but I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Not Not at all. (laughs) Bucket list destination. Uh, I want to go to New Zealand. Oh, yes. Favorite meal. Uh, favorite meal would be probably steak. Steak and rice. Awesome. Yeah. Happy hour. What would that include for you? I don't know. A cup of coffee and Bailey's. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Who inspires you? Uh, I'd say my children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So good. I mean, and like, seriously, who thinks that you are mean? it's not possible sometimes like honestly I don't I don't know how to answer that question because 
<laughs> us neither. We can't think of anyone. Well, like yeah. <laughs> you, you did such a good job, not even close to me being within the minute, but it doesn't matter because your answers were like so entertaining. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, I'm not good under pressure like that. So it's like, oh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Uh, fun though. <laughs> so much fun and thanks again for joining us on pep talks and prosecco we have just loved having you here and thanks for your support and we know that we are probably one of your favorite podcasts now right right oh, yes. I'm looking forward to listening to the rest and thank you so much for having me i'm really honored and i really appreciate uh, getting to know you ladies and telling you a little bit about myself and yeah I look forward to listening to more thanks Jennifer thanks Jennifer yes you're welcome thank you yeah